It's talk comics to me. Comic bone zone. Num numero quattro. It's going to stay on there for forever. You're, you guys will never avoid it. I'm a uh, I'm champ champ Stein. <laughs> I'm um I'm Heather Hadfield. <laughs> Are you using your real microphone? Uh no, not today cuz I don't want to plug it in. Okay. Um I actually am not sure where it is right now. <laughs> okay, Heather. Well, I got this one. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, you know our deal. And if you don't, uh, we talk about the comic books we pick up every week, which for me this week is like none. Zero. I'm the yeah. winner. I got a big one. So I'm going to be talking a lot today. So plug your ears. <laughs> uh, do you just want to take it away? Yeah, come I'll just start. Away, come sail away. Come sail away with me. Did you ever do interpretive dancing to that song when you were little? I actually, no? I don't think, I don't think so. But I, I guess since we're talking about things we did when we we're little to music, mm -hmm. I did just like do like roller skate routines in my basement to like Aqua and oh, perfect and the Spice Girls. Um, I used to do it to that song in particular um that Fleetwood Mac song everywhere and mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. Wilson Phillips hold on yeah and anyway yeah okay I'm gonna talk about something um, okay go ahead okay I have this book this is called <laughs> this is bonding uh this is a love story about people and their parasites uh it's basically what it is uh there's this that's basically what it is. That's literally all it is. Like humans um, have these like slugs, like parasites that are attached to them. And that mm -hmm. determines whether or not they're like compatible. Okay. Um, but the story it follows um, Marcus, who is one of the main characters. He's kind of dealing with the loss of his sister and he decides to start going on like blind dates and stuff or using like dating apps and he meets uh, Laura, who is uh, very detached in a way. She grew up in the foster system and stuff, but their parasites end up, you know, Fun. connecting. <laughs> uh, but there's there's an event that almost like kills him on their first date. And so they kind of trauma bond and go through a whole thing together. Uh it's actually quite enjoyable. I'm not very good at explaining <laughs> exactly what the story is supposed to be without giving anything away. I think you did a great job. Well, thank you. Um, wonderful. I, I just like the okay. I'm trying to find a good one. <laughs> um, I just really like the idea of humans having parasites. Um, there's certain pages that are really funny where. People are like dressing up their parasites, like putting clothes and stuff on them. I just, I, I think it's great. Anyway, here's the lips. <laughs> you see? Yeah, I see them. Okay. But yeah. It's, it's not like bad. The art isn't bad. It is just like a, it is something very different from what you might be expecting. It is, yes, quite different. Um, I did, the more I read this, though, the more I kind of did like it. It was just kind of jarring. Um, mm -hmm. This is by 
by the way. Uh, Matthew Ehrman, uh, Emily Pearson does the art, Kaylee Davis does the colors, and uh, Justin Birch does the letters. So overall, I really, I, I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm about halfway through, but I do enjoy this quite a bit. Okay. Okay, I got a lot today. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for what's next. Okay, I'm moving this out of the way because it's not actually on. I lied about that. Okay, um, this is <laughs> Nightwalkers. This is issue number one. This is a Source Point Press book by Colin Bunn, um, Joe Bocardo, and colors by uh, Colin Johnson. This is just about a group of people who are at a rehab Um the main character who I mentioned to you earlier is just not a very good person. Uh, she has been sent there several times. Her dad is like a big wig, makes a lot of money, is like a famous person. So she doesn't think that she has to do any of the things that anyone else does because daddy will pay for it type of person. Um, in the middle of the night, the group of people that the story follows in the rehab realize that the workers have all just kind of left and they have no idea where they went. So they're trying to investigate. Um, it's a vampire story. It's fine. <laughs> um, I, I actually truly enjoy the art. Like, I'm just going to show you what the yeah, I, some I saw that page. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, the art is really cool. And it's, like I told you earlier, like, the story is fine. Like, I think the location, the the plot is like interesting because it is a rehab center that's in the middle of nowhere because they're trying to get them clean and stuff mm -hmm. and they can't like leave. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's very, the end of this issue anyway, is pretty like, I wouldn't say atmospheric in a way, but they are like outside and with the elements mm -hmm. rather than like inside of a building. So it's like, it makes it feel different. But I don't know. I can't remember if I added it or if I just special ordered it. I cannot remember, honestly. I'll have to look into it um, because I am curious and I I do want to see. I feel the... I I'm pretty sure you did add it. I feel like yeah, I think was, I I think I did. It was you and Mike who had added it. Okay, it's fine because I am I do want to see how the story like progresses and stuff. And since it's a source point book, there's only going to be like three or four issues, so mm -hmm. it's fine. I don't care. Okay. And then that's I That's have... how you get yourself trapped in a bad comic comic series. That's fair. But with this one, Source Point always does that thing where if there's more than like one story arc, they put it into a completely separate like edition. Mm -hmm. So I have to add it. So if I don't like it, I'm just going to chop it. And then I'm going to blacklist Cullen Bun forever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you haven't already. Um, Because occasionally there's, like, that one shot that he did a couple mm. years ago. That one was good. It was fine. Yeah. I like that yeah. one. Um, And the first issue of... He did another book, like, a while ago. I only read the first one, and it was fine. It wasn't, like, bad or anything, but I don't know. I don't know. I'll try it yeah. later. Okay. Go ahead. So I have Almighty. This is issue number one. It's a new image book. It takes place in 20... There's so many different years in this one. 2098. 
um, a girl has been abducted from this futuristic society where it has broken down, essentially. Uh, she gets kidnapped by a bunch of raiders, I guess. I don't know. And is, like, tortured and stuff. And a killer is pretty much hired to, like, find her and take her back home. So it's, like, her on this cross-country mission with this dangerous killer while okay. being chased by the people who kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I did only special order this first one. I did look into that. Um, I just, I don't, I don't have any interest in this world because they do a pretty good job of explaining like what, what happens. There's like a a civil war, um, a catastrophic environmental disaster on the American West coast. And it brings everyone together to like, try to contain it 20 mm-hmm. years later a bunch of stuff happens and then 40 years later this is where we're at so it's I don't I don't care about that type of <laughs> post-apocalyptic story yeah there's, there's like a weird religious cult in it like there always is and I don't care about that they have face tattoos I don't <laughs> I don't care there's like some dudes that look like the the skull boys or whatever from mad max mm-hmm. road i can't remember what they're called but that's what they are going for i get. i don't know yeah i mean it sounded kind of like mad maxi in its own way yeah it's it parts of it did give me that vibe um here's the killer okay. she's she's aggressive she's just not a good person all right cool and you can tell right away and the girl that was kidnapped because she has short hair (laughs) and tattooed eyeballs um and the main character the girl who i can't even remember her name she is very hard she only cares about herself she doesn't have feelings for anyone else okay gotcha gotcha i don't know (laughs) I've read worse books, but I'm just not interested. Yeah, no, it sounds like a cliche, cliche kind of story that you don't necessarily need. Yeah, and I don't honestly remember why I only got that first issue. Maybe I was just curious. I, it does not seem like a book that I would try out at all. Yeah. So very confused where my mind was at that day. (laughs) Maybe the cover like caught you for some reason. No, it can't be that. <laughs> <laughs> Not into that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't... There's not, like, none of the people who worked on it I'm, I'm like, super into. The idea I'm not into, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Well, is it my turn, I guess? Yes. Okay. Uh, I have Blood Tree. This is issue number one. Uh... This is a book by, oh gosh, I'm sorry, Peter Tomasi and Maxim Zimnik. I don't know what the boys mean. Which one? John. Oh, it's like a ch. So it's Shimik? like. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Uh, John Bozzi. I'm just fucking this up. <laughs> and Rob Lay does the letters. Um, 
I got this book because like the solicit said something about like a serial killer and angels. And that's like what it's about. The art's like all right. I didn't hate that at all by any means. I just wasn't super into the story. It felt I don't know, nothing about it drew me in. I didn't really like the main characters at all. Mm-hmm. They felt like just kind of like those cliche like cop detective characters that you get in stories like these. And, you know, obviously not every, they're not real angels and not everything is what it seems. Um, yeah, I, pr- I probably won't get the next issue. Okay. Um, not that, it, like, it wasn't bad. I just, like, I had other stuff I'm reading and this didn't feel like something I super, super like, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that I get that. Did you only special that order that first one? Yeah, and I feel like I special ordered it. Like, the, yeah, the solicit was good, but this like cover was also really like cool. See, that's what I was saying. Like that cover, I was like, hell yeah, they look great. And then I opened up to the inside, and I couldn't tell which person was supposed to be the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it is like completely different, <laughs> completely different art. But yeah, just not like not a story that drew me in within a first issue at least enough to want to like see anything about the second issue or like who the killer is like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care who the killer is it's the cop <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's the cop but it's still just like I don't yeah anyway I'm done okay I don't want to say anything else all right are all you right, ready so, yeah I'm ready we have a book together we have uh, Where Monsters Lie. This is issue number one. Uh, this is by Kyle Starks and Peter Peter. Peter. It's Peter. Uh, well, cool. There we go. And, and Vladimir Popov does the colors. And Joshua Reed does the letters. Yeah, so this is just a story about a serial killer neighbor gated neighborhood and one of the serial killers breaks the rules which brings in the cops mm-hmm. and that's that's really like the gist of the story itself yeah that's liter- literally it <laughs> Here, here's some art from it I did like the art quite a bit yeah I mean, this just wasn't my, like, favorite Kyle Stark's first issue, like, reading it. I I felt like I was supposed to laugh or, like, have, like, a reaction, but I didn't really have one. No, I didn't either. There's, yeah, like, I feel like some of the characters are written for, like, the comedic effect, but I, like, the clown Mm-hmm. the things that the clown was saying and then fuck master i just <laughs> yeah yeah fuck master it just felt like something like ugh, i get it uh yeah it just kind of felt like it felt flat mm-hmm. like it just felt kind of one note unfortunately i'm uh i am curious to see how they're gonna kill all these cops <laughs> yeah I, I don't think all these cops are getting through no there's no way and I can't wait to see that but yeah otherwise like it is supposed to be like a a slasher like horror and I would have liked it a lot more if there was more of that 
mm-hmm. but it was the first two pages yeah that was it and I get it like slasher movies there's always the opening scene and then you have to build up to the next one which mm-hmm. fine maybe we'll see a cop massacre I would enjoy that but you know we gotta get there yeah yeah gotta build the story first <laughs> unfortunately what's up Megatron let, let us know what's going on hey Mega other said hello I know you can't hear me but I love you <laughs> <laughs> All of our fans can hear you, though. Good. Everyone, I love Megatron. <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk about my books. All right, go ahead. I'm ready okay. for it. I have more. It's never ending. Um, this is Frank Frazetta's Death Dealer. Mm-hmm. Look how good that cover is. Yeah, it's a good cover. Good so titties. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just follows the story of Kerr. He is in hell, and he is trying to retrieve the soul of the child mesh is his name mesh m-e-s-h um he has been helped by the wizard that was in one of the one shots like a few issues ago Mm -hmm. who was forced to help him in hell so he is now getting help so that they can retrieve the soul of the baby and death dealer is very uncomfortable being down there he doesn't like it yeah, it feels like hell's probably not the best, most fun place to be. No, and but it's really cool the way that hell in here is written because I don't know about you, but I was raised to believe that it was hot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that seems like a traditional sort of yeah. view. Or I guess like maybe really cold. That's what it is here. They keep calling it frozen hell, hmm. which... I, I love that. But the the dragon that he keeps fighting, the blue eyes white dragon, um, is an ice dragon. Cool. It's cool. I mean, it's very, very... I do really enjoy this story. I love the art for it so much. I know I've said that several issues in a row now. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets his arm ripped off here, which is like one of the cooler things that happens because he's just uh, walking around with his bone sticking out. Doesn't even notice that his arm is gone. Anyway, uh, this is That's the... That's the comic bone zone for you. There it is. Um, this That's I love sick. this cover. Mm-hmm. Super cool. cool. Yeah, I do really, really, really enjoy this story. So can't wait for the next. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have another Frank Frazetta book. This is Dawn Attack. This is his sci-fi story. This is about the uh, princess who is in a... Spaceship searching for Papa who disappeared randomly like 30 years ago. Right. Uh, 13, sorry, 13 years ago. <laughs> right here. Um, the first half of this book um, is a, a flashback to what happened to the kingdom that caused mm-hmm. him to not be, to not exist anymore. Okay. Um, the art is different. Like I'll show you the art and the regular story if you don't remember but this is like the flashback art which is fine it's like a different artist obviously and like a different colorist and stuff like super cool and then when it goes back to the present that's when we get this art again okay okay yeah i i don't think i flipped i flipped through the first couple pages but didn't go like that far into it 
It's um, I do. It's the facial expressions. I know I said that the last issue. This is only issue two, by the way. Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention that issue number two. Um, so it's still very early on in the story, but she does end up, you know, traveling to this planet because she has a, a device that is supposed to help her find dad, and she does end up finding dad. But I do want to show you the cover for the next issue because I know that all of these stories are based on like art that Frank Frazetta did and I'm sure yeah. that he had some type of story to go with the art that he made but I just need you to look at this do you see do you see where dad is grabbing daughter <laughs> yeah you know just keeping her safe just a is casual it... familial touch <laughs> the problem is like if she had pants on it would it be like I guess no, it would be like... fine yeah is she near naked you wouldn't be so aghast Probably not. I'd still be a little confused. Like, there's other places he could have grabbed, but... I feel was... just like it's the heat of the moment, Heather. Is, <laughs> okay. How do you know How do you know that's her dad? Um, Because... How do you not know... How do you know that's not some other man that she met out in the middle of nowhere? Because that's dad. She says father? Yeah, dad. but... I'm... That's dad. That's the same outfit. <laughs> Well, the hair's different. The hair's brown. Okay. You're you know what? You're right. It could be someone else. <laughs> um anyway, that's Don Attack. It's good. I do enjoy the story. Um, but yeah. Okay, so then I have this one. <clears throat> this is Sulphur Wells. This is issue number number five. Um it doesn't is say it, it like, really. Oh yeah, because you got three and four on the same day. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um this is just, you know, the the small brown water <laughs> town. It what? Um the brown water town? Yeah. I don't the, remember the water being brown in this town. Um there's there is a faucet I said that as if you've read this story before. I'm so sorry. Um, it's a small, a small town. <laughs> I just know the books about cryptids. Yes. Um, it's a small town uh, with maybe like 12 people and they're all pretty much related. They're investigating uh cryptids that are supposedly in the area some of them have seen it some of them have not in the last couple issues they discovered an underwater cave that held proof of the cryptids so they are in contact with military i guess to uh it's the town's military their version of it so they can so like a militia yeah essentially but again like like i said it's all like they're all related in that town so it's all like hey get a hold of bob we got to go do this type of thing you know okay but very small town behavior um but yeah they're just going to investigate the the treasures and try to see if they can find the cryptids it's not going well for them all right um, and then this is the back of it. I am going to pull out all the other ones so I can see if they connect. Yeah, they have to. Because I now I have five of them, so there's got to be some sort of picture. 
Okay. Seems, seems right. Okay, my turn. Yes. <clears throat> All right. I have a book called It Took Look. That's not what it's <laughs> called. Just take two. I didn't cut that out. It's called It Took Luke, Overworked and Underpaid. Uh, this is a book by Mark Bouchard, Bailey Underwood, uh, Mike, Micah Myers, and Jasmine Walls. Uh, you know, you know the orders those usually go in. So just figure that out yourself who, who did everything. Um, any, anywho, there, this book was supposed to come out in October. I don't know what happened. I feel like it came out. It was first originally a Kickstarter. It came out in October, I think, with uh, at bookstores, maybe. some. It came out some places. But then on it it technically just came out via like our lunar like distributor that's what happened to this too yeah With, I, I i thought it was really funny because i was wondering about that one because i thought you had said something about it this one says october 2022 yeah so anyway it was just a whole a whole thing where i i had like just thought that maybe this book was gone or somehow i missed it so i was like I gave up and then I went to work last Monday and there they were. And I was like, oh, cool. I've been wanting to read this anyway. And if you've been listening to any of our nature's labyrinth, like talkings, we've been trying to figure out where we know the name Bailey Underwood, which I think was from this book itself, seeing their name for the artist. Anyway, uh, just a story about a team of exterminators who their job is to get rid of like demons basically um it is a guy named luke's first day the head of the extermination group sal is like we can't like train a dude in the field on this like this dude's gonna die um basically that's kind of what happens but it's a pretty like it's a pretty wild story the art is fucking really like i love like the black and white like gray tones with like the reds um yeah the characters sick. are all really like interesting the main character is sal and they're like basically going through it <laughs> they're having a time they've been living in their van for like their work van for several months they're trying to get back with their partner um and work kind of like overrides a lot of stuff for them and this sort of thing is like i don't know it was a really good really good story like i like I said the art was so fucking good so so good i wish I, like i kind of want to show you the monster but i know you're gonna read it so i don't i can't do that but i guess like there's a little peek at him peek at him yeah there. that's cool i like, and, like that a, a lot yeah and the cover is like a pretty good Anyway, yeah, just looks really good. Story was really interesting. Super duper quick read, so. All right. Very good. Anywho, you ready? It's us yeah, together. Let's do it. We've got Briar. This is issue number three. This is a story about uh, Briar Rose after she is awoken from her slumber of like seemingly what that like at least a hundred thousand 
hundred hundred thousand years. Mm -hmm. It's a, a hundred. lot. I can't remember exactly how many, but it was a lot of years. Uh, and this issue, they meet with some what dwarves. Yes, and Briar is really excited to meet up with these dwarves until they turn out to be just like dicks. Yeah, they're little knuckleheads, gnomes, gnomes, uh, and a little bit of at the end, little bit at the end, uh, the bad guy catches up to them. Yeah, it didn't, it really didn't take them long. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very quick. Um, I just, I love the art and colors in this book so much. And I like the gnomes too. Like, look at that mm -hmm. little gross man. Like, I they're great. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like this story. I just like, I can't get like a grasp on it 100% if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It is very, um, I don't know, I think it's just taking what we know about, like, fairy tales and kind of twisting them a little bit, which mm -hmm. is cool, but it's, yeah, not what I was expecting for it, especially with, like, the the introduction of the characters that are in here, because yeah. we've obviously never met anyone other than Briar Rose, so, I don't know, with Spider? Yeah, the blue lady. Yeah, we don't, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about, like, that particular story. So it's, like, it's just changing everything, which mm -hmm. is, again, it's fine, but it's just hard to, to follow it. Yeah, it can, I, I think that's, like, a, the book is kind of dense at points. And I think the first, like, the second issue kind of, I guess it's only issue three. Is it the first issue that kind of goes over, like, Spider's background a little bit more? A little bit. Um, but it, it is just, like, it felt like there was a lot of information kind of packed into, like, the first issue. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I really like it. It's just, like, there's a lot of information to take in and, like, a lot of pieces. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's really lot. good, though. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, like you said, the... The colors, the art is really good, and the story is really, really good. But I think for only being five issues, it's just a lot yeah. of information. This is three right now. No, I mean, I'm saying for uh, like oh, five. Well, the whole, yeah, oh, yeah, I feel like there's supposed to be five. And you can kind of tell in this one how it's like we're getting to the main like plot mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trouble that they're getting into. But yeah, for it only going to be five issues, it's a lot of information. It's a lot of story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Sorry, my bad for the misunderstanding. That's okay. Okay, I'm gonna go. Okay, go ahead. This is Legion of <laughs> Uh This is issue number 10. Um, I have not read this one yet. Um, I am kind of, as I mentioned, the last Legion. I'm just kind of a little burnt out on X-Men right now, which is a shame because I, you know, love my boy, love Kurt. Um, but this is kind of, <clears throat> I think it's falling in line with what's happening with Sins of Sinister and that whole storyline. I have not yeah. had a chance to read that yet. Um, I keep meaning to grab that last issue that's on the wall so I can check it out. Um, but basically Nimrod it made it to Krakoa. The Legionnaires are doing their own thing because they've been captured and 
stuff is happening. Uh, but again, I didn't read this one, so I'm not exactly sure. I know <laughs> when I was flipping through it, uh, something happened to David. He's not okay, Legion. And um, But my favorite thing is, this is as far as I read, was one page. And it's when Xavier says... <laughs> Uh, blindfold is like professor your son he needs you <laughs> Xavier says my my people my people have to come first there's no time I'm sorry and then he just walks away <laughs> and this is after he was trying to make amends with his son Good. and yeah. you know I get it but come on dude your kid is dying and you just walk away <laughs> uh. and maybe I'll read it maybe I won't who knows um so this is nobody's girls this is issue number three this is actually the last one okay uh i thought there was going to be more but there's not this is the last one so basically he's just investigating a uh snuff tape that he found of this lady lupita he's investigating it trying to find out what happened to her because he's really disturbed by the stuff that he saw it is concluded in here you figure out what happened to lupita which is nothing it was okay. just a way to make some money. He literally runs into her on the street and is like, where have you been? And she's like, around. <laughs> <laughs> like, it uh, was such a, such a weird, a weird ending to this. Um, yeah. Cause he like goes through all of this like trouble. He gets beat up a bunch. Like he finds like, he watches someone get shot like just all sorts of crazy stuff and she's just like mm, thanks for caring about me <laughs> and then he goes home and the the girl or in the first two issues that was originally like helping him with it was like trying to bang him and stuff but Bye. yeah the, the girl that was helping him in the first couple issues who had like this weird crush on him she uh kills herself it's like it's such a weird weird fucking ending <laughs> i can't it, it's fine it, for like being three issues like it was interesting for me you know it was like going along yeah. with investigation was was cool like him going through all this trouble to like figure out what happened to this person that he has no he doesn't even know her like personally he just like made the connection that this was a real person mm -hmm. um and the ending was just like so so just lackluster it was not what I was expecting at all for it yeah yeah I can see how that would be a letdown but I mean again three issues did not take a lot of like thinking it was it was fine it was fine okay I got one more okay uh, this is flawed. This is issue number five. I believe there's one issue left. Right. Um, you discover exactly how they have been harvesting the blood from the character that they've been using the blood from. You discover like <laughs> how that started and like what is and how the story progressed from there. Mm -hmm. um, and what happens to, I can't even remember the dude's name, the main the bad guy mm -hmm. who is mm -hmm. the whole reason they're in this mess to begin with he's just been drinking this dude's blood and like living longer because he's an old man um but the main character here she gets into a, a battle with 
the assassin, like the young assassin girl, and a bunch of shit goes down and they end up like bringing her over to their side so that they can kill the bad guy who is the reason why all of this mess started. It's still good. Um, yeah. This one was a little confusing because it was, it did go back and forth. And I am just, the, there was no difference in like art or anything. And I know that's not like a necessary thing, mm -hmm. um, but it was just a little confusing for me because it like says the past and then it has like the story of the past, but like some of these characters don't look the same. Mm -hmm. as they do when you like first introduced to them so I wasn't sure like who they were supposed to be and they're crucial parts of the story yeah so that that was my main issue but once I kind of like made the connection was like oh okay I do know who these people are then yeah it, it made it a little easier to understand but the story is still good I like this vigilante I think that's sick I think there's only one left, so uh, I'll let you know how the story goes. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, all right, I guess I'll talk about mine. I have the approach. This is issue number four. Uh, I thought this was the last issue, but there is actually one more issue. I am, I'm just really ready for this story to be over with. I really, I like the art a lot. I just feel like the story doesn't have, like, there's not a lot here and and in this issue they're kind of they cram a lot of like information in there it feels like in each issue instead of like spreading out the stories of these characters they kind of jam it into like each issue before lots of action scenes mm -hmm. which i like i guess makes sense but it's just like the way the the flow of the story just doesn't feel that great um and in this issue you kind of have your like big heroic moments and monster gets blown up hey I, I don't know it's fine it's it's fine it really is i just don't personally like like it at all like i really i i like i said i really like the art i think it looks really good um i like like aspects of the book but i do not like the story okay i don't think it's a good story like i've said to you before i feel like it could have just been like an oversized one shot mm -hmm. like and i would have been fine i would have been like perfectly fine with that because then it would have just been like all contained and just i feel like it would have flowed a little bit better like that i I don't know. Just not haven't been into it, which is unfortunate. So yeah, but I mean, at least the art is good. That's like one positive thing, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think I feel like this is like one of the one of those books where it seemed it seemed like from the beginning I wasn't going to like it, but sometimes you, know. you just gotta stick it out. Yep, yep, for sure. All right, are we done? Is this the yes. last one? This is the last one. Okay, so last we have Children of the Black Sun. This is issue number two. Um, I just special ordered this second issue. Okay. I don't know if you have, 
have you added you added it Adam. I did end up adding it yeah because okay. I I liked it enough and I really like the art for it yeah I like the art a lot um I do like I am intrigued by the story mm-hmm. but there is like an aspect of it where it just like the end of the this issue in particular I was kind of confused about like what had happened yeah I, okay I'm glad you said that because I was too I couldn't figure out who the guy is yeah same because they showed two different guys that look very similar yeah yeah um so what we learned in this issue otherwise is that (laughs) the older children from the black sun oops uh are fucking freaks and and they are out to corrupt our younger younger children of the black sun uh by teaching them about like the abilities that they kind of can harness and that ability is kind of to like control people's emotions or like yeah give them kind of thoughts or feelings change the things they do um which i thought was interesting I, I liked the scenes where it was just like scientists talking about the Black Sun, giving their different theories of what had happened. I did like that too, because you have like an actual doctor, scientist, whatever, and then you mm-hmm. have just like this Alex Jones nut. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I did like the, the, the different theories that they had. Mm-hmm. And stuff. They were interesting. Um, and I do want to say I would be stoked if I had a kid, uh, children of the black sun. If you had a fucking freak child. Absolutely. That looked like that. Are you kidding me? I would be so excited. It's like they're low key evil. Yeah. I mean, they're probably not even low key evil. I think they're about to be like high key evil. The first round, definitely. The second round, I feel like they are getting sucked in because they're younger and more impressionable mm-hmm. i feel like they have more of uh, the ability to um not be evil i don't think that they are i just think that because they have these older like they're yeah impressionable and yeah because i think that you know with the first round of them they were not understood as well mm-hmm. and so they probably didn't get the same understanding as like the second round because you do see with like their parents the younger ones as parents they do love them and they are trying yeah. but you don't see the parents of the older ones so you don't you don't know <laughs> so I wouldn't mind one of the younger ones I think that would be fine <laughs> Uh, but yeah books books all right like I like the the tone of it I don't I just don't know if I I might special order the third one I just can't make that decision yet you can just read mine yeah true uh they have those uh something is killing the children like homage covers and I keep having people ask me if it's like in the same universe and I'm just like no it is it is not it's just done by an artist who did the second story arc of house of slaughter 
It would be funny if it was. They're just <laughs> being, they're being... the same universe. I mean, like in my head, I'm like, I guess it's kind of possible, but I don't, I, I don't know about that. Maybe we'll figure it out someday. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's all we got. We don't have anything else to talk about comic wise. Um, so go to your local comic book shop and buy some comic books and give them all your money, your shops and take care of your friends and love one another and do good things. What you got, Heather? Um, you know, I don't have anything right now. I did earlier. I thought I did. And I feel like I told myself to remember it, but now I don't remember what it was. It's okay. Just send me a message and I'll just post up a screenshot of your, your text and I'll tell the people what you were thinking. Um, I do remember one thing that I was going to say, but it has nothing to do with this. So I will tell you in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Anyway, uh, we appreciate you listening and uh, we will see you next time on the flippity flip.